0: Welcome to the Insider Safe Place for Men podcast show. Because every male survivor deserves hope, healing, support, and a BMW. And here's your male survivor, leadership coach, and hypnotherapist, Thomas Edwards. All right, everyone. Welcome, welcome once again to the Safe Place for Men Insiders Podcast show. All right, yeah, I know we're over on a different platform, but hey, I'm throwing this out there for you guys to have an opportunity to hear. All right, everyone. Of course, the holidays are coming, so happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Solstice. All those wonderful things. All right. So in other words, this is the time to be happy. All right. And shout out to the atmospheric river. All right. I'm loving the atmospheric river here in California. We had like a couple of days of just rain. And let me tell you, uh here, especially in drought country, I do not complain about Rain. I mean, even if we had, if we had 20 days and 20 nights of rain, I would keep my mouth shut. I wouldn't say anything because it's just so dry here. And I'm just so glad. I mean, like, even my, like, my skin was like, ah, oh, you know, I had to put on the, you know, the coconut oil and the cocoa butter I had to keep my skin there going. And so we had some wonderful rain here in the area. Sacramento area, and it's just been great. It's been wonderful. I've been able to throw out some grass seeds, and my grass is actually growing. It's turned green again, which is great, which is wonderful. Didn't have to use any water to water it, so that saves money there. So, I mean, what else can you be happy about? (laughs) But that's just a great and wonderful time. So, thanks to the atmospheric river. Uh, I like these new names that they're giving. Things or terms the way that they're describing. And I, that kind of kind of describes it when you got a lot of water that's falling from the sky. All right, guys. So how are you doing? This is the end of the year, right? And this is when can be possibly for us as survivors. Sometimes these times can be hard. So I just finished doing my last travel for the year for clients. So I was out in North Carolina and different areas in Pittsburgh and. And so meeting with a, a couple of clients doing some, um, live couple day, uh, hypnotherapy sessions with them and other things. And man, let me tell you, when we're doing like those two day live, they are intense. I mean, too, really intense. And I'm going to share with you actually some of the things that we uh, picked up from those that I want you to be, um, kind of aware of, uh, in this area. You know what, guys? I hope you guys are looking forward to a new year to 2022. And I know, you know, we've got um, the different variants of the virus and stuff going around. And so, you know, if you get your booster, that's all I can say. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm boosted up. Uh, so I think I've got. I might have over the number of whatever, <laughs> whatever boosters uh, that are desired. But I'm like, you know, I, I travel, and so. I want to make sure, you know, safe as possible and uh, possibly don't infect other people and stuff. So I always have my little uh, emergency, you know, COVID kit that I take uh, that I can use and find out if something's going on, you know, before I go into areas to make sure that, you know, I'm just doing my part to, to, to try and make sure that I'm at least not spreading. And I know it's hard, whatever, but you just do the best that you can but I want you to, to think about for the, the new year, for you and for yourself. And I want you to, when we talk about as survivors working on issues, I want you to think about where are you? Uh, how long have you been um, in the spot that you're in and possibly not moving, not progressing, not moving forward? And then I want you to think about where do you want to be? And so if you've noticed you've got you know some of the dysfunctional coping mechanisms going on, if you notice you're self-sabotaging yourself in different areas and you know that there's abuse in your life, my question to you is, what are you going to do about it? What do you want to do about it? And you guys know me, those of you especially that are working in the program, one of the first things that we work on is, what is your healing vision? What does it look like? What are we going to do? Where do we want to go? What do we want to accomplish, right? So we have an, an idea and an understanding when we get there. What it looks like, and I really think that that is important. Now, here's something I just want to uh, share with you, and this is something I've run into. I'm going to just say uh, in our travels and working and coaching with male survivors over the past the past month, and so I really want you to, to think about this. And I'm going to call it healing crisis after breakthrough. Okay, so I've I've noticed this. Uh, quite often, and it's it's common, okay, just to let you know it's common. Oftentimes when I'm working with individuals and we're doing the sessions and they're like, wow, I have this great breakthrough now that I didn't know about before. It's really important, well, what happens afterward. So I want to, to use the analogy of, let's just say, from a health perspective, we know what a healing crisis is, right? So a healing crisis is you, you get something, you notice that you got something, you start taking whatever, you know, your medication, your herbs or whatever, in order for it to get better. And so you start feeling, wow, a, a little bit better. But then what happens is once you start to get better, you have what we call a healing crisis. And it's just like, oh, those the fever goes back up. And, and so you're going through these things again. You thought, well, I thought I had already, you know, made it through these things. But it is the body that is really working to make sure that it's purging is we're going to say all the virus or the bacteria, whatever, out of the area, which is one of the reasons why, you know, you have fever, right? Fever actually is helping to push whatever nutrients, whatever, you know, the, the neutrophils, those different type of things, the white blood cells, to the different areas that actually need the assistance. So it seems somewhat, I'm going to say, counterintuitive when you have a breakthrough. And so let's just say you do a hypnotherapy sessions, a couple of sessions, and you're like this answer that you've been looking for. You finally get one of the answers. And this is how I I think of it. And you're like, wow, you have these, I'm going to say these aha, eureka moments, right? Well, that's great. And that's wonderful. Within then maybe a, a week or a couple of weeks after that kind of breakthrough, that aha moment, you're like, man, why do why does it feel like I'm kind of depressed again a little bit? I mean, I just have this 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 great breakthrough and and, and understanding whatever the, the pieces of the abuse and how it affect me and and the sabotage and where it's coming from. And and now it just it feels even hard to kind of kind of move. So I call this kind of what we call the, the sandbag analogy. So I think maybe the best way is to just think about a sandbag. And so think of it full of sand. And then we kind of poke a hole in it. Okay. So what happens? Well, when we poke a hole in it, some of the sand actually comes out. So that's, that's our breakthrough. We've had all this stuff held in for, for so long. And then finally something happens. We're doing the sessions and it started to open up and there's the light. Okay, so some of the sand is coming out. But now what I want you to realize is that, okay, so that's the the hole. But think about the rest of the sand that's in the bag. So it needs to come out also. And so sometimes that's, I'm going to say that's where, if we're going to call it, you know, a healing crisis after a breakthrough kind of come from. And so what happens is we start going through I'm going to say the stages of emotion again. So here we are. And so the first one, of course, is shock, right? So in this stage, you're just trying to process, wait a minute, you know, what what just happened? Didn't I just have a breakthrough? Didn't I just understand (laughs) what what, what was happening on? And so we actually fall into a a shock, a a denial and disbelief again. Because what happens is the mind starts to argue that this breakthrough, okay, when we're talking about that we're, that we just had and the crisis now that it feels like it upon us, that it isn't real or that it can be reversed. And so oftentimes what happens is we go back into feeling a little bit numb. Now for you guys, if you've worked with me, you know, when I talk about numb, it doesn't mean that there's no feelings we just call it the feeling of numbness that's how you would explain it those would be the words that you would use because you're feeling something that's why i always tell people you're feeling something even when you say well i don't i'm not i feel numb okay well you're just describing what that feeling is and so life feels kind of like a dream again it's like you have this this big breakthrough but it's like well was it was this all a, was this all a dream and so in this stage though I'm going to say, gives you time to actually take in the situation. And so if you've had a breakthrough and now you're like, ooh, I feel like I'm going through a healing crisis again, just realize that this shock, this shock, denial, whatever disbelief of the breakthrough that you just had is is kind of a stage that's give you time to really, I'm going to say, process even more the situation. So you've got to expect the ups and the downs in this healing process. All right. So you're like, all right, T. What, 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 what do I do? What, what can I do? Well, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm going to say it. Feel it. Right. Pain. Whatever. Here's the thing. Pain is proof that you're human, and pain is also proof that you're starting to heal. That's one of the reasons when I'm working with, let's just say, the high executive functioning survivors, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Look where I am. Look at the success and stuff that, that I've had. And I said, but have you felt the pain? And they're like, what pain? You know, I'm, there's really no pain or whatever. And when we start diving into the issues, they start feeling something. And I said, well, what this just means is that you're really starting to heal. So if that's you and you're, you're after your kind of breakthrough, your aha, and you feel like, man, maybe I'm kind of going through these healing crisis modes, just realize that pain means you're starting to heal. Here's the thing though. also, remember, I'm going to say the greater the hurt, the more time you may need to heal. So oftentimes when we have the, the breakthroughs and we're like, ah, okay, we think that it's over. But remember the analogy—the analogy of the sandbag. You've just opened the sandbag, and so the sand is starting to come out. And so, if you've got a, let's say, a big sandbag of, of hurt and betrayal and stuff, it's going to take time for it to to come out. And so, we want to allow it that time. Now, here's something else for you to think about especially during these holiday season, give yourself, I'm going to say, extra rest time. So sleep, relaxation, especially if you've worked with me and we've done some some sessions afterwards. I always, always encourage my clients, you know, take a day or two off from from work. Allow yourself before you kind of get back into if we want to call it the, the rat race, the hamster, gerbil race, whatever race that you're in, give yourself some time and then expect the healing process to be hard. I mean, that's the reality. Expect it to be hard so that you know it's going to take time. And that's why it's important. I always, after we finish sessions, people take their relaxation time, maybe a day or two. Then I tell them start jumping back into your regular schedules and routines, right? Because often what happens is it's that feel of control. And so we feel like we're out of control. OK, so when we have a breakthrough and we're going through a healing crisis, then just start jumping back into your regular schedules because you feel like, oh, well, that's the one thing that I know that I at least can control. And from a psychological perspective, it does make us feel, I'm going to say, um, a little bit better. Now, here's something else to, to think about, because some of us, I'm going to say that when we're in that, uh, I don't know if you would call this a stage or, or a phase. But when we're talking about the healing crisis after the the breakthrough, I'm going to say that fear, sometimes we enter the the fear stage, and that's what I'm going to say the shock and denial is about, because in that stage, you're fearful for the present and the future. And so it's like saying, let's say that you've been living with whatever this issue is for years, and now you get a breakthrough, and it's like in your brain, it's like, Uh oh, okay, so this is something new. I'm so used to been I'm so used to having self-sabotage my life using these dysfunctional habits and coping mechanisms. And so the fear starts to rise because now that we have a breakthrough, it's like so what does that mean for now? What does that mean for the present? What does that mean for the future? Because now your brain has something new and it's so used to the status quo. That it would fall back on for the defensive coping mechanism, it becomes fearful because it's like, well, what do we do now? And that's the one thing, that's one of the reasons I love coaching because that's what we do. We're like, okay, so what are the steps that we need to take now and for the future to move us to where we need to go or where we want to go? Now, here's a, another point. Okay, so you've got your shock, your fear. We also got to make sure when we're dealing with this is that we're grieving. So if you've worked with me, you know, we talk about the tier, right? We talk about the tier model, um, T-E-A-R. And this is really important when we're talking about grieving, because in that stage, and the reason you have those because it has different things to do when you're working through this, is you got to grieve uh, the loss or I'm going to say the perceived loss, whatever that loss might be. And so let's say for example as a survivor, I mean for me, I had to grieve the loss that one of my abusers wasn't the person that I really wanted them to be. And this is what I always say, especially when, you know, abuse takes place, betrayal takes place in the family, and so you've got, you know, incest going on. It's really hard. Especially if it's it's relatives, it's family, it's it's parents, it's grandparents. Because these were the people that you trusted. These were the people that you looked up to. And it's it's hard to say, well, oh, that person is, they're not the grandparent that I wanted them to be because of the sexual abuse. They're not the father that they could have been because of the sexual abuse, and I lost out on that. And so when we're talking about grieving, I say grieve the part that you actually lost. Because maybe, I'm not saying in all cases, but maybe there were some, some good sides. I always say that I grieve... Um, uh the jerk side <laughs> of the people that because of this betrayal I lost out on blank whatever it is okay so that was the jerk side of the person and that's one of the ways that I've been able to I'm going to say work through it uh, when it comes to dealing with family members in other words we all have our good sides and we have our bad sides and so I acknowledge both and so there are times when we do things that we need to be, I'm going to say, applauded and lauded for. But then there are times when we just do some downright, dirty, nasty stuff. And that has to be acknowledged, I'm going to say, at that level. And so not, we're talking about not, um, as I say, minimizing and sanitizing it, right? And so, look, you were a downright perpetrator, and I hold you responsible for that. But one of the pieces of that is I grieve the relationship we didn't get to have because you were a downright scoundrel and the things that you you did, and so what happens is so you're moving through as we're talking about this. You got your shock, your fear, your grieving, and then what often happens is in that stage you, you become very angry, angry because you're seeking answers. Now remember. Those of you that are working with me, and you'll keep hearing me touting this over and over and over, you got to understand the message of emotions. So when I feel angry, what is that emotion or that feeling attempting to communicate to me? It's attempting to communicate to me that I feel, believe, or perceive that something is unfair. Something is unfair. And so... um, when we feel that way or perceive that, the, th- the thing we have to ask, one, of course, is that anger? Is it right? Is, is it justified? If it is, then what can we do to make the situation fair? Okay? What can we do to make the situation fair? Now, I didn't say anything illegal or, I mean, but if there's a way we can make the situation fair. And so for some instances, survivors, they feel that the way they're going to make this fair or get their justice is to go and confront the person, okay? All I ask is, like, if you're going to do that, make sure, one, that you're doing it for you're motivated by the right reason and make sure that you've done some work ahead of time. I'm just giving you, um, <laughs> not a warning, but some advice from personal experience. Those were the two things uh, that kind of caught me off guard. Making sure I had the right motivation uh, was definitely a, a big key because sometimes you're not gonna get the answer that you want. But then sometimes for us, just acknowledging it in that person's presence and letting them know that they didn't get away with anything for us becomes the fair piece, becomes the justice piece. All right, so when we're talking about healing crisis after our breakthrough, I'm going to say those are, are probably, um, for, I'm going to say crisis emotions that we, we run through. So you got the shock, the denial and the disbelief. Now, when we're talking about healing though, after that, just make sure. And the reason I brought up the, the anger when we're talking about that stage is because anger and depression can actually kind of follow each other. And so those of you also that have worked with me, um, know that I kind of tout the self-created depression. And that comes through when we're talking about feelings. And so there is an actual cycle. And if what you're dealing with gets to the third cycle, it starts to manifest in depression. Now, we're not talking about, I'm going to say, full-blown clinical depression. I like to think of it as subclinical when we all have subclinical depression, right? So there are times in our lives when we're, we're sad about things and we just, sometimes we just feel like, oh, man, I just don't feel like I can go. That's normal. And your brain actually needs that because then what happens is your brain is actually motivating you to do something about it. It's like, okay, take a little bit of rest, try and figure out what we need to do and then to move forward. Okay, it's when we get into the clinical depression that it's a, that it's a problem and that has if you were look at the DSM-5 that has certain parameters to it. So if you were going to, you know, your psychologist, your psychiatrist, they would do the checklist and see if all these things fit under the clinical definition of depression. But when we're talking about this this stage, when we say the anger and depression, well, feelings of pain start to to come out. So we've had the breakthrough. So think of like you've gone kind of to the top of the mountain or what you thought was the top of the mountain, but there's actually more to get up to the top. But from where you are, from where you've been, you look at it and you're like, oh, you know, I've made it. So I I have these feelings. But then you start to, after the breakthrough, you start to look up and say, wait a minute, there's more mountain to climb. In other words, there's more pain and stuff to, to work through. And so that can bring on the, the anger. And remember, anger is unfair. And so I'm asking myself, this is unfair. Why Why do I have to continually work through this stuff, these issues? And that can morph, like we said, if it gets to the third cycle, it, it can become depressing. And so then we start experiencing maybe the, the crying and the sadness, and they're common, um, blaming. We start f- falling into the blaming And then we, sometimes the anger, I'm going to say in this phase, might be directed at those who don't hurt us, I'm going to say, who don't hurt us. And this is often common when I'm working with survivors. And so I prepare myself for it. So oftentimes we'll have a a breakthrough maybe after a couple, you know, um, hypnotherapy sessions and they're doing great they're on cloud 9 and then they start realizing that oh but there's more to go and guess what they start getting angry and the anger sometimes is directed at the coach cuz it's like wow it's it's kind of like the matrix the red pill or the blue pill right so you can take this one and just go back and never come back to this whatever spot again and just and never deal with this stuff or you take this one and you see how deep the rabbit hole goes and for some survivors, that feels unfair, right? And so I'm always ready for that. And, I, you know, we get a chance, and opportunity to point it out. If you guys have heard Scotty on the program, yeah, you know, he tells you, he talks about the time. Those of you that are on the inside, you can uh, hear that uh, podcast where he talks about where he felt like he wanted to knock me out. <laughs> so and some of the things that we were doing and, uh, you know, but I was expecting that and because there were some deep things that, we there. And so during this, I'm going to say the anger and depression, if we're not dealing with the feelings, our thinking can really become confused and it becomes unfocused. And so we're going to say wandering. And so this is where the despair might be felt for a short time. But this is where the despair might be um, felt. So it's like, OK, Coach T, what can we do? What can we do? All right. So here's the one thing I want you to think of. Think off. Oh, I like that. Think off. So first of all, if you're in this space, when we're talking about the healing crisis after the breakthrough, I always tell people, put off major decisions during this time. I had one individual, I was working with him, and so we did some hypnotherapy uh, sessions, and boy, I mean, it released just you know some major things for him, and he owned this, um, I think it was a concrete whatever business. And so I said, oh, but I said, this is what I need you to do. I says, we're dealing through this and you're working through the things. You got to give yourself time. And I said, and don't make any major decisions during this time. And he was trying to decide if he was going to sell his company, you know, or not. And I was like, nope, stand off for a while. And it took him about a, a year, a year or two. And then when he came back and then he was ready to, to sell his company, he, he could do it from a space where he knew he was making the best decision. Here's the other thing. When we're talking about what to do, be aware of of the feelings of regret, the feelings of regret. And you got to start working towards acceptance. We talked about the blame a little bit earlier. Oftentimes, uh, the regret that we have is over things that we have no control over. And that's the one thing I want you to, to think about. When you start feeling regret, ask yourself, you know, was it something that I had control over? For us, where the, the abuse is taking place in our childhood, it's like, was there really anything I could, I, I, I could do about it? No. And so that helps us actually to move through the regret when we start realizing that. Now, it's hard because you've got your logic and your emotion working on the two. And I'm going to just say from experience, logic is not enough. You've got to be able to work through the emotion side. Um, of course, reach out. Reach out to people that you trust, especially during these times, during these holidays. You guys know that I'm here, right? And so during the holidays, people oftentimes are sending emails. And sometimes they're just sending emails to just share pieces of their story because they've never had an opportunity to share pieces of their story with someone that they feel can really understand, someone who's who's been through it before. And oftentimes when they do that, we, we start our conversations and before you know it. You know they're they're in the coaching program. Now here's the thing though. So remember I talked about subclinical depression. If you're in this phase, let's say after our breakthrough, now we're going through a healing crisis, and we're starting to have suicidal ideations, you've got to get help. Okay, you need to really. Get help and so this is going to be the time where you're gonna call the suicide you know hotline if you're if you're deep in that or you're in that or even if it's just coming up being like oh kind of you know thoughts are starting to go in that direction more often than call them okay um, also during this time I would say that make sure because we say getting back into a regular routine or schedule make sure you're participating in some positive activities that leave you feeling Good about yourself. So during this time, there's so many things. I mean, we can go out to the food pantries. You can go out and you can serve food. Go out and work with the homeless. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. And you're like, oh, COVID, yeah, they'll give you masks, but people still need food. So if you're willing to, to stand behind, i say, a table and serve some individuals who might be down on their luck just a plate of food, let me tell you, they'll be thankful for you. And you definitely will feel good about yourself. So the final, the final stage when we're talking about dealing with this um, healing crisis after the breakthrough, after working through all these things, is one, just understanding and accepting. And what do we mean by that? Well, trying to find, I'm going to say, some semblance of peace with the emotional pain that you suffered, the betrayal that you suffered. And this is still part of the tear method. And part of that is just accepting what has happened. You know, still today, you guys have heard. You know, Mike and myself, and that's why I love even doing the 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 podcast, the Insiders Podcast, because I'm there with you. And sometimes Michael asks me a a question that just brings up something for me that maybe you know I haven't dealt with, or I'm dealing with, or, or Scotty might say something or question and share where he's at, and. Sometimes for me, because I have so many, and I'm going to say <laughs> so many um, I say perpetrators, but well, yeah, so many perpetrators and so many stories, that sometimes they just come out at, at different times. And so when it does come up, I'm like, wow, you know what, that, that did happen. And I have to accept that that happened. And I have to be able to, to, to let go of what might happen have been. This is this is really a big one. Um as I was um traveling and working with survivors, the male survivors in the past couple of weeks, this is one of the things that's really ha- has really come up when we talk about the whole idea of regret. And it's like, man, you know, if the abuse had never happened, if they had never done that to me, well, we gotta be able to let go of the what might have been. Because then it really keeps us, I'm gonna say, from moving forward into where we really want to be. And by doing that, what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to find feelings of hope. Now, those of you, once again, that have worked with me as a coach, you know that for me, hope has two components. And so it's a desire and an expectation. And so if you don't have a desire and expectation for something, then it's just a wish. So I, would like to have, let's just say $10 million. I don't know what I, well, I do know what I would do with it. There would be like survivor treats all over the place. But, um, so I might desire that or want that, but I don't have any expectation, not without doing something. Okay. So that's a, that's a wish. Okay. Hope means that I have the desires for something and an expectation. So let's just say you're coming in, you're coaching with me. So your desire is to work through the issues. Let's say maybe you're dealing with self-sabotaging, maybe you're dealing with intimacy issues. And so your desire is, you know what, I, 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 I want to work through these things. And what's my expectation is that, you know, when we get through this, I'm going to be so much better on the other side. I'm going to be able to have those intimate relationships um, in my marriage, in my relationships with my kids, whatever it is that's a hope because there's a desire and there's an expectation that is tied to it. So allow yourself those feelings of, of of hope. And then I'm going to say, find meaning, find meaning in crisis. This is really important because I believe, you know, just like with the natural body, your body's going through things for a certain reason, but it's like, what do you learn about it? What did you learn about it? Right? And so, You know, you keep noticing why, why is this rash keep appearing here? Well, if you don't ever really find meaning in it, well, you're not going to know kind of what the the cause is, what's going through. But if you know, it's like, you know what, every time I eat a pomegranate, I seem to get this little red rash, right? So you're finding meaning in the crisis. And so that's important because then what you can do is you can start looking toward the future. So once again, so the stage of understanding and accepting, you know, so continue to do what you can do, develop new coping skills. That's one of the things that I I love in coaching is because I'm helping you to develop new skills to begin to put your life back together. And um, it was interesting, one of the individuals that I was working with, and so he had done, he's like, look, he's like, I've done so much talk therapy, he's like, I can't do it anymore. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you know, it's great to 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 talk about it. He's like, I'd rather talk about it with you, because he's like, when I talk about it with you, by the time we finish, I've got some type of new coping skill, whatever that I can actually use to help put my life back together. I'm like, yeah, but that's that's why I coach, because that's the whole thing. We're trying to help you to get the outcomes that you want, that you desire, and that's really important. So Letting go, I'm going to say, of the guilt and pain and resentment is going to bring in the whole idea of forgiveness. Now, when you work with me, and we, especially when we're doing the hypnotherapy and we get to this point, I always help my clients to understand forgiveness doesn't mean that you condoned the activity. It doesn't mean that you're not holding them responsibility or responsible for what they did to you, for, for the abuse. When I work with you, forgiveness means that what we're doing is we're allowing ourselves to let go for our sakes. right? We're letting go for our sakes. And that's what we use when we talk about even the justice piece and feeling unfair. I always ask, is there something that we can do to for you to make this fair? And so, you know, we work through through that, but that's kind of part of the forgiveness. And I say also in this, when we're talking about the understanding and accepting, it's also about discovering, I'm going to say the new you, the you that when I say the new you, it's the you that's been there before, but it's the part of you that was squashed down because of the abuse. Now, if there's one thing that I have discovered on this round of going out and working, uh, flying out and doing hypnotherapy, I'm noticing that a lot of clients have what I'm calling compound, complex, post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, we already talked about complex PTSD before, but now I'm talking about compound. And what I mean by compound is, what I'm noticing, at least with a hypnotherapy, is that oftentimes we have the sexual abuse, but then there might be something that actually was a predecessor or came before the sexual abuse that actually enhanced, I'm going to say the betrayal of the sexual abuse. And so when I was, uh, this time I was working with some clients, we noticed like, wow, so we've got, you know, compound, which I just means it stacks on top of each other. And the person's like, well, wow, that makes so much sense now that I understand this. No wonder I was so susceptible to the grooming because of this that had started and it's just, it's great. It's wonderful. That's one reason I love doing <laughs> the hypnotherapy, because you're finding the answers for yourself. And so you get to discover, I'm going to say, the who you were before. And you get to say, wow, this is great. And then you see how it actually affected your life. So when we're talking about this understanding and accepting, what we're doing is we're transforming the loss, of course, into new opportunities. And I had a wonderful, wonderful time with a with a survivor, you know, last week, over on the East Coast, and just showing how to transform this loss into a new opportunity, and he had you know his loved one that was there and supporting supporting him and I was and I was encouraging I was encouraging that person and thanking that person for supporting him so much because we need that as survivors. but also, you guys know me. Because we're dealing with the issues, we're dealing with the betrayal. It's never a reason to mistreat another individual, right? Because then the abuse cycle just can continue, continues on. And then the last thing I'm going to say is when we're talking about this, you know, the breakthrough, then going through the healing crisis. When we're in that understanding and accepting, make sure that you just laugh. Make sure that you laugh. Make sure you have whatever some good comedy or something uh, around you because It is true that laughter is good medicine. From a neuroscience perspective, there's different things that are going on inside the brain and different neurotransmitters that are being released that our body just needs. So find yourself maybe a a good comedy flick or something or just allow yourself to laugh because that laughter really is good medicine. All right, guys, here we are. The end of another year, 2021. I mean, so many things have come and so many things have gone. As I started at the top, I want you to think about uh, where have you come, how you've progressed, but then where are you going in the future? Where are you going now? Where do you want to be? Uh, I want to thank those of you that are um, allowing me, especially those that have kind of signed up for the executive coaching um, program on, under this uh, Safe Place for Men, where. Uh, we're actually helping you to work through the issues and then building your business. This is this has been awesome. Um, I really enjoy doing that. And so um, I'm just to share with some of the individuals I've been working with They got some cool ideas. And now they're starting to notice that they're manifesting <laughs> because they're working through the issues. And so they're starting to feel more of the confidence, you know, and you know, contacting stakeholders and those different type of things. And I just love to see it. And they're like, man, I just feel like so much freer. And Where's all this energy and stuff coming from? It's the sandbag. We're letting stuff out, right? So as we let more of the bad stuff out, the more good stuff starts to come in. As we start to develop these new, you know, I'm say these new skills, life skills, coping skills, whatever, to deal with the self-sabotaging that we're used to, that we're replacing, We're getting the results that you want. So guys, thank you so, so much for 2021. Thank you for uh, even listening to this podcast. Thank you for those that sent questions in. Uh, Thank you for those that have subscribed to the insiders, right? And so uh, use it, use it to its full, right? Because on the insiders, you have access to information that you don't get in other places and You get a little bit more, I'm going to say, uh, contact and access to me. And you can ask some of those questions and create videos and stuff for issues that you're dealing with. And so I really want to encourage you, if that's something, maybe that's something for the new year to think about. You know, I want to take it to the next level. So you know what? I'm going to subscribe to the Insiders for for six months. It's just a six months. And then you get to decide if you want to go into the full-blown program. But here's the thing. You'll have more. In six months, then doing nothing. <laughs> All right, guys. Like I said, once again, thank you so much. Have a great holidays. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Solstice. And then may we have a great, new, wonderful new year. May 2022 be the year for you. I'm looking forward to actually seeing you guys kind of at the top of next year. We're going to be. Meeting in some places, doing a couple of retreats and, and stuff, and, which is great. Um, I can't wait to, to see you, my friend out there. You know who I'm t- talking to. And I love it because we're just going to talk. We're going to enjoy each other's company. We're going to work through the things. And then for some of you, um, which is pretty cool that are in the area, I will see you at the Survivor's Dinner this Saturday evening. Uh, with your family members which is so awesome, so cool. Yes, I'll be in tears, but hey, they'll be great and wonderful tears. All right, guys, and so until our next time. That was probably like tea. That was like the the longest whatever, you know. Goodbye. Well, it's not really goodbye, but like I said I won't I won't you won't hear from me or I won't hear from me maybe until the, the the new year. So I guess I'm trying to get it uh all in there. So, like I said, guys, remember You are never alone. And remember, there's someone here who cares about you so much. And you say, well, I don't know. It's hard for me. But just remember there is. And that is the truth. All right, guys. Be safe.